Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about AEW Dynamite from last night. I mean, the classic emotional promo from MJF. Also, Eddie Kingston's promo with Jericho. And we sit down with Killer Cross right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's start, Tommy, with what I thought was, without a doubt, the best part of the show. You might even go further about what we saw in that segment with MJF last night. I mean, wow. that You talk about emotions. You talk about emotional investment. You talk about personal and how to grab a crowd. MJF was able to do that last night. Uh, realism is the best part of any promo. One of the things I'm enjoying the most about AEW is their storytelling. And it's their storytelling on the microphone. They're from last week with Moxley and Danielson, with Punk and MJF, to this week. There has been some compelling, compelling television of why people are wrestling each other. This story took a whole new turn and whether it is true or not, I loved punk coming down there. I love the non microphone. Is it true? Is it true? This makes me want to continue to watch this story and I'm sure it's going to unfold next week going into this pay-per-view, but money, money promo. Um, There's a lot of truth to what was said. MJF has been crushing it. It was, but it was the first time where we've seen him show from last week when he didn't say anything to this week where it's vulnerability, which if you're a heel man, you're setting up your, your baby face who is CM Punk great, but it's such great television. And if, you know, there are, sadly, there are stories like that all the time. And he goes out there and shares that. Uh, very, very cool for him to do that because there are people like that. But if you want to take it on a broader scope, um, that's your 
your ability to lure people in, if he's a bad guy and turns on everybody, you can't come after the guy because he's doing his job to get his heat. And if that's a real story, yes, but it's just another level of this feud that's happening with CM Punk. And it's, I mean, think of how many weeks we're already invested in and it literally just got so much better. Uh, listen, I agree. And, and Tommy, um, and we knew that this, at some point in this story, the backdrop was going to be about CM Punk bailing on pro wrestling just before the Royal Rumble on the road to WrestleMania, which is exactly what happened uh, before WrestleMania 30, which also helped in the emergence of Brian, Dan, uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan at the time. But a lot from what MJF said. First of all, it goes back to the picture that Punk used of MJF posing with CM Punk at a meet and greet on a random Friday, as Punk said. Hey, it was just a random Friday for him, but it was the moment of his life for MJF. And he said that in a mocking, condescending tone, meaning that, hey, I'm better than you because I was your hero. And meeting you was the moment of your life. Me meeting you meant absolutely nothing. It's a forgettable moment to me because you were just another fan that I signed autographs for that day. And it's amazing how MJF was able to take that picture and then use it to his advantage to really silence a crowd that at the beginning of that promo, Tommy, was chanting CM Punk's name. And by the end of that promo, people's mouths were wide open about what they had just heard. I mean, MJF talking about ADD. MJF talking about his religion and how it was ridiculed in the school that he went to. That he had no friends. And by making the football team, he thought that that was a good way to make friends. And it blew up in his face. And the only thing he could hang on, the only thing that gave him any peace or happiness was the fact on that random Friday to CM Punk, he was going to meet his hero. And from that moment, it grew into an obsession of being or wanting to be a pro wrestler and how that dream was smashed that day in January where CM Punk walked away. And I love how he turned it into this match, which is what you'd have to do, right, Tommy, about, you know, selling pay-per-views and get people to go watch this dog collar match, how he is never going to quit. That no matter what CM Punk does, no matter how many times he hits him with that chain, no matter how many, how many drops of blood come out of his head, he will never say, I quit, because that's what CM Punk did on that random January day when he left pro wrestling. Man, Tommy, I can't think of, of a guy who's a master at a very early age on the microphone. I can't think of a better promo given by MJF than the one that I heard last night. Promo-wise, uh, MJF turned babyface and made Punk the heel. Yep. We haven't seen a, a double turn like that. I want to say Brett Austin, where in the same match, the people turn on the guys. But they didn't really turn on Punk because Punk came down like concerned, like, hey, I didn't know. Um, th listen, man, this is brilliant. Uh, Punk was in his head last week. MJF's in his head this week. If I'm going to go old school, I highly recommend everybody go back and watch Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Rich, who were the new fabulous ones. And when they broke up and they're in the studio and Eddie Gilbert starts pleading with Tommy Rich, it was one of the greatest promos slash segments I've ever seen. It caught me and I wasn't getting Memphis on a regular basis. 
and it was perhaps one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I was looking forward to seeing something like that, but now I got to wait till something for next week. Um, great, great. It goes to what you and I have talked about. You never know what somebody's going through, especially when you meet them. It could be a very, very real story that they're just turning into uh, all this. I, I'm all for that stuff. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking to somebody who used his grandfather's real death to help get just incredible over. Uh, don't know if I could do that today because people would, you know, but this was a really, really big, big thing. And Dave, when it talks about motivation, I will tell you something a long, long time ago, I had a professionally edited VCR tape and I sent it to the WWE. This was before ECW. This is before I ever had a tryout with them. And I'll never forget. I got a letter in the mail from, and I and it said with the WWE letterhead, when I pulled it out, at first I'm thinking this is my contract. And it was like, my heart is pounding. And I open it up and I read it. And it says, thank you for your uh, inquiry into uh, World Wrestling Federation. Um, you do not meet our standards at this time. And I was crushed. You were crushed by the Yankees. I was crushed by Bob Backlund. But I was crushed by this letter and I couldn't believe, like, I was like, what? I'm everything you're looking for, you know, young, good looking. I can wrestle, blah, blah, blah. I still have that letter. I have a photo album of all these moments from when I first started. And it's the first thing you open in that. My photo album is the letter telling me that I'm not good enough to be somewhere because I use that as motivation. And even crazier that we're talking about this because someone had sent it 25 years ago today, ECW invaded Raw, me versus Devon. But I remember that letter. I remember when I had a tryout with the WWE and they told me I had a job and then that didn't happen. But it literally took me almost 14 years to make it to the WWE when I didn't want to make it there. I was very, very happy with ECW. But when somebody closes a door and you know, Mickey and I were talking about it yesterday, but I use that letter as motivation where it's going to be, you're going to want me. And I had turned down WCW a bunch of times. I had turned down the WWE. And a lot of that was because of that letter. Wow. But I use that as motivation to be like, F you, I made it. And that promo that he cut is motivation. And if it's just a tool to get you to the dance of the pay-per-view, take my money, AEW, because I was already invested in this feud from the last one. And that last one is so far removed from my brain from last week's promo to this week's promo. Here's my money. Just take it because it's great, compelling television. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser. And if you love sports the way I do, the people, the passion, then you'll enjoy my podcast, In Conversation, every Thursday. I've drawn from 45 years of covering all sports with people like Billie Jean King and David Duchovny and the merry prankster himself, Bill Walton. I have reached the top of the mountain. I am having a conversation with Leslie Visser. My hero. So please listen and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Jericho and Kingston in the ring. You talk about two completely different career paths, but here they are in the ring together. Uh, I thought that was one amazing segment on Dynamite last night. Eddie Kingston's natural ability, everything that held Eddie Kingston back is what we really are celebrating about Eddie Kingston. The fact that Jericho brought up a lot of those reasons, Eddie's reactions, how he what he says and what he does, it is very, very hard. And, and I got to go to Dusty Rhodes on this one. It's hard to crap, crack whip with the dream. When you're standing next to someone who can cut an amazing promo like Chris Jericho, because he is a master on the mic and can take you on an emotional roller coaster, just like, uh, please don't ever forget what a great heel Chris Jericho is or was and what he can be him and Eddie Kingston, another great back and forth going into a match. Here's another, as I sit back and I watch it and I watch it, this is clearly Tommy dreamer, uh, wrestler brain. I'm a booker. When you say I will fight you next week, or I will fight you at the pay-per-view. Normally it gets boo because people want to see it now. Yep. in the home crowd that we're here in Bridgeport. And nobody booed when that was said because they're anticipating this matchup. But Eddie Kingston's mannerisms, Eddie Kingston's, you know, a lot of his 
he too, his vulnerability that uh, he talked about with his past and Jericho pointing those out as flaws. It was almost like it was an interesting debate, but it was to a money, money delivering promo where again, I'm saying here is my money. Please take it. Cause now I want to see these two guys fight. If you think about boxing, you think about UFC, what is like the biggest thing they do a weigh in a pull apart. Somebody says something, a punch is thrown. The dais gets broke. That's, that's UFC booking or boxing booking 101. There hasn't been like draw draws since Mike Tyson, you know, era where he's sitting there and he's like, I hate you people. I, I'll, I'll eat your babies. Like things like that. People are like, oh my God, I want to see this guy get his ass kicked. Or I love yep. this guy because he, he speaks his mind. These are things that we're currently seeing in AEW where it's just nonstop back and forth banter between two people who can crack that whip against each other. Yeah. And, and completely different and completely different ways. Like Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston said it like the sports entertainer and Jericho is like Jericho was a part of the WWE for decades. You know, we, he said on this show, I could never like wrestle, you know, in the, in, in the States that would be disrespectful to Vince McMahon. And here he is with AEW, but he took everything he learned to AEW and at the beginning of AEW they needed a Chris Jericho without a doubt and then you have Eddie Kingston who took that long hard road of indie wrestling and got an opportunity going up against Cody and was able to finagle that into a contract with AEW now he's one of their biggest stars completely different paths and it's funny that like Jericho knew how to get under Eddie Kingston's skin. He knew the exact verbiage and exactly what to say to get that ire from Eddie Kingston. Jericho's the cool cat. You know, he's the guy that's been there and done that. Eddie Kingston's got to take advantage of every situation because he is somebody that's been there and never got the opportunities. Uh, Beautifully played. And like you said, Jericho's one of the greats on the mic and Eddie Kingston stood up to him toe-to-toe with one of the masters on the mic. You can have great matches. Eddie Kingston, CM Punk really, really elevated Eddie Kingston's career. Yes. That promo that he did elevated his career as well. Because like I said, when you're standing next to some of the greatest and you're going back and forth and you're, there's, there was no losers in at all in that segment. When it's like, wow, this is somebody that is special. And everything that Eddie said had some truth to it. And everything that Jericho said had some truth to it. But again, there's these simple nuances. Like when Eddie gets into the ring uh, and he's standing next to security, he stands like a security guy and then he's like, he blows it off. But it got a chuckle. Eddie can make you laugh, cry, get angry, get emotionally invested. So can Jericho. And the two guys basically stood there and went toe-to-toe each other. And when you want to hit these little digs at me, well, I'm going to hit little digs at you. And I know, David, you and I have experienced arguing with people, and you don't always say the nicest things, and there is some reality to the truth of what you're saying during an argument. As simple as your everyday stuff. Yep. 
You know, Violetta comes home for work. David, this office is a mess. Well, you know, I threw stuff around because Tommy started talking about The Undertaker. Well, Dave, can you pick it up? Well, yeah, I would be, but I'm tired. You know, then I had to take the dog out and like then I took a nap and then you came home, but I was going to do it. Well, I don't like to come home to this house uh, a mess. And then you ha- you're in an argument right then and there. Yep. It, it happens all the time. And they went back and forth. It, it was I knew what I would have said. Um, there is for every retort that Eddie said, Jericho had something to say back and everything that Jericho said, Eddie had something to say back. And then there was smart, you know, for the smart Mark conversations in the sense of um, when he called him a jobber. And then when he was just like, I want the Jericho. And this is another thing getting back to when I was talking about that battle Royal, we talked a lot about the history. He mentioned Cody. He mentioned, I don't want the, the wrestler that faced, uh, Orange Cassier, the guy who fell off. I want this Jericho. I want, and you know, mentioned Smoky Mountain, uh, the war, all these different stages of Jericho. It, it was brilliant because if there's ever a person who knows how to reinvent himself, or there's a person, Chris Jericho is one of those unique talents that not only knows how to get other people over, he elevates them and he continues to stay over on his own you know, goat-like status. And Jericho truly is a goat. There's no doubt. And and in one of Jericho's book, you no know, is a four-letter word. You know, he talks about looking like a star, Jericho. And he looks like a star. Like, you know, whether it's in the ring or on stage with Fozzie, the guy's a star. And last night you look at him and he's got the, you know, the studded jacket and he's got the purple shoes and he definitely looks like the cool kid. He definitely looks like a star. When you look at Jericho, you think star. In comes Eddie Kingston into the ring with a public enemy t-shirt on and sweatpants. The man is wearing sweatpants. Okay. You couldn't look like a polar opposite to Chris Jericho, but to that AEW fan base, Tommy, Eddie Kingston's a star. What makes him a star is that they feel like, hey, I can relate to this guy. I know this guy. Jericho is somebody you can't relate to. Jericho is up here, man. Jericho has been there, done that. Like you said, the GOAT, one of the greatest of all time, top 10 all time, you know, millionaire, you know, private jet planes. You know, Eddie Kingston's the guy who probably took the subway to get to the arena. You know, like, but and but to that, put that, to that AEW fan base, Eddie Kingston's a star. Dave, um, I went to the, for our younger audience, I went to Billie Eilish concert and then I went to Dua Lipa concert. Billie Eilish concert was a chill vibe and I felt like I knew her and I felt like I could see that same concert in my coffee, my local coffee shop. When I saw Dua Lipa or Lipa, I was watching a star and I was watching a performance and it was next level. And I enjoy both so much for so such different reasons. Um, Eddie Kingston has the Dick Murdoch, the dusty roads. I dare say the Tommy dreamer appeals to every man. And that you look at Jericho's outfit. He's literally also wearing no shirt. And I don't know if Eddie would be caught dead without a shirt on, on a promo segment, but Eddie will still, he don't care. He'll pull down his, his straps on his singlet. And you, we all hear the stories. Oh man, Dick Murdoch, Dick Murdoch. If he would only taken it seriously that those segments, like if I go back to, to old school, 
Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair versus Dick Murdoch. And it's just like, why do we like this guy? But you know, we also kind of like this guy. And then they're going to go out there and they're going to go out there and just go at it. Yeah. And, and the, the stipulation at the end was great. Hey, man, if you beat me, I'll be the first person to shake your hand. And he told the story because everybody told it to Eddie. Hey, man, you got to get in better shape. Hey, man, you got to do this. And Eddie's also talking about, I can't help my genetics, man. Sorry. And thankfully, he finally found a springboard to accentuate his talents. And and it's working. And, and that's why, like you just mentioned it, like Dick Murdoch didn't have the best body. Dusty Rhodes may be one of the greatest baby faces in the history of pro wrestling. You know, like he, like he said in the Hard Times promo, my belly's a little too big. My behind's a little too big. Like, it didn't matter. They Fans could relate to him, get emotionally invested in him. And again, just like we saw from MJF, Eddie Kingston had no problem showing some of his weakness, showing some of you know his struggles with mental illness. He talked about that. What did Jericho do? He kind of mocked that. You know, and, and you know, it, it's an interesting dynamic between the two. Like, he even, like... I, I love the beginning of the promo where like Jericho calls him a thug and like, and like, and Eddie Kingston got pissed. He's like, man, you, you don't even understand why I'm pissed because you use that terminology. Like you, you're so far removed from being the everyman that you don't even understand why you shouldn't be saying that word. Like, and it's true. Like, and that's the beauty of Eddie Kingston. Like Jericho is going to look like a star because he is a star. He's not going to show you the the personal life. He's not going to show you the chinks in the armor. He's not going to do that. Eddie Kingston's like, like you said, Tommy, all right, my belly's too big. Here it is. I'll pull the straps down so you could see my body. I don't give a shit. Like Think of the guys who were talking about, they wore trunks. Yeah. And, and Dave, uh, <clears throat> I love Eddie. I really do. And I'll, always his promos are so intense. When you talk about that, the behind the scenes with Jericho, Jericho has said it. You will not see Chris Jericho at Walmart, even though he wants to go to Walmart. Or if he does, he has to get all dressed up because that's Chris Jericho. Yeah, You'll see him, you know, you follow him on social media. He'll post like, you know, him, uh, you know, hey, we're off to here on a private plane with Eddie. Here's me like Eddie at times also reminds me of the Sandman where, Hey, Eddie, you got to go out where you see him putting out his cigarette or taking a last sip of a beer and going out there and wrestling. The beauty of what ECW was, we were relatable people. People could relate to hanging out with Tommy dreamer and the Sandman in a bar, as opposed to during that era, the rock and Steve Austin, where yes, Steve Austin's drinking a beer, but I don't think he was as relatable because they were viewed as WWE superstars and we were viewed as wrestlers. Hey everyone, I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Sawdust Podcast Network. Throughout the week, we're providing you with a vast array of betting and fantasy insight, advice, and analysis. Check out our library of podcasts, including Fade the Noise with me and the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. Fantasy Fast Track with me and Brandon Fun Buns Funston. Annie Up with Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. And Sticks and Stacks with Sean Drotar. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. And somebody who's going to be a big part of what we're going to see this weekend joins us now, and that is Killer Cross. Sir, how are you this morning? Excellent. Thank you very much for having me back. And and right away, I got to say this, and I know I said this to you the last time you were on. First of all, you look phenomenal, so Thank congratulations. You. You, have, you always have a smile on your face, so life is good, which, again, congratulations. And, you know, what is it like now to – to have the freedom again to kind of work where you want to work. An example being MLW this weekend. It's really exciting. You know, I honestly, I loved, I loved my entire experience at WWE. Honestly, I really did. Um, But I will tell you, there's something completely different about going out there with a blank canvas and and not having to be married to anything specifically. someone else's ideas, et cetera, being able to create it from my own personal place and find that rhythm with the audience again and the guy across from me in the ring. And I've missed it very much. Uh, you'll be performing in a very, very historic wrestling venue. I don't know if you know the historic value that the arena has. Um, I know Court and MLW have been touting the fact that they're going to that arena um, I think it's cool because, I mean, you and I are friends and you and I have spoken uh, since you've left WWE, but you're going to get to experience a whole new thing. It's also like a whole new level of competition. And I know you're a guy that thrives on competition and you like when wrestlers take it to the next level with you because you're you're uh, a very highly competitive person. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Everybody's very hungry there. Everybody's got something to prove. Um Something I love about MLW, it was this way the very first time I was there, and I've noticed it stayed that way and it's still that way right now, is that everyone is still looking for their best match. And that's not something that a lot of pro wrestlers talk about in interviews and stuff like that. Everybody goes out there with a lot of the same intentions to steal the show, to, you know, knock everything out of the park. But, like, I feel like every pro wrestler steps into the ring every single time, no matter what's going on, and they're trying to find the best match they've ever had that person across from them. And I, I see everyone doing that at MLW and I am looking, I'm looking forward to figuring out who my match like that and who, 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 who that is going to be for me there. There's a very few people that could, could take that spot for me. 
and you are you are returning um on Saturday for MLW, but you're you don't know who your opponent is yet, right? You just as of right now, it's just the return and being in Charlotte with MLW on Saturday, right? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I go. Oh, okay. All right. We'll have to find out. Now it is a TV taping uh, this weekend as well, and it's going to be available on BN Sports. When you look at the roster with MLW, and you just said it, a lot of hungry guys: Devon Eriks, uh, Jacob Fatu. Um, a lot of young talent as well. Um, and, and then you also some familiar faces. Like there are some faces that were formerly in the WWE. Um, to most people that might have been a part of the WWE, did they look at it as positively as you do? Because like you took a negative into a positive. You, like you said, you enjoyed your time there. You learned from your time there. And I'm sure it made you a better performer at the end of the day, correct? Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, I feel like a better version of myself now than I ever have in my entire career. Um, and uh, no, I mean, there, there are some people that uh, that don't take this well. You know, and I've gone on record to say I've known people very close to me, uh, and not necessarily with that company, but companies in general, when they get released or fired or they get injured and they have time off, their lives completely spiral out of control. And that's a scary thing to watch uh, somebody you're close with go through. And so I just... I made it sort of a deal with myself <clears throat> at the very beginning of this experience, not to be emotionally available for that to happen to me, you know? And so I followed through on that. And um, I'm just looking at, you know, what's coming next. I'm looking forward to that. That's the place that I'm coming from. Always. You have, I mean, you've been in the business for a long time. Um, ha- is there anybody that you really want to face? Being Because across the board now, Literally, we can have dream matches all over the place. Um, you and I have wrestled. Not that I was a dream match for your for you, but you were a very, very big ECW fan. We tore it up. I loved, I love, love, loved wrestling you. Um, you have, you know, when you were in Impact, you had wrestled some of the some of the best. You were in NXT. You wrestled some of those. Is there anybody that you want to, you know, like I said, now the door is open. Is there anyone that you personally want to have a, a match with or a feud with uh, going forward? Well, you are one of mine. And next time we see each other, we can take our shirts off in public outside and hug and get really weird about it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, No, for sure. Um, I definitely think Hammerstone and I, at one point or another, are on course for a collision. That's going to have to happen somewhere. It might as well happen in MLW. Um, right place, right time. I think it needs to happen. Um, but I, I really very much want to be in the ring with guys right now that are technicians. I, I stepped away from a ring style that I thought perhaps would not be complimentary to the direction of the programming that we were doing in NXT, uh, especially with Kyle O'Reilly being there and Timothy Thatcher. There's like a thing where you want to, really carve out your own style there. And I mean, Hey, look, everybody does a body slam. Everybody does a snap suplex. Everybody does some of the same stuff, but I really felt like those guys were covering a lot of the technical ground and I wanted to drive a little bit faster and a little bit harder in the larger than life ideology and philosophy of character work while I was there. But my roots, like you were saying, um, the things that I really enjoyed and were inspired from were ECW, All Japan, UWFI. And of course, I loved WWF growing up and, and all of that. I love that Western style of pro wrestling. But I would like to revisit 
my roots with guys, you know, that I see doing stuff like that in the ring. I think it's important to keep that section alive in pro wrestling right now. And there's, there's a lot of us that are there. Um, I think Davey Richards would be an excellent match in MLW. He's somebody that comes to mind. He's someone in a David and Goliath situation. He has so much time in, in the way he works his style. He can make things interesting with anybody. He's not a one trick pony. Um, I do know that him and Hammerstone are actually coming up really soon as well. Um, that's going to be an amazing match as well. I think the, uh, your style, I would always like joke with you and say hybrid, uh, shoot style. Um, but you are, you know, you were a cross between you you're, you had the look of Goldberg, you know, a, a bit of Austin, but then you also had this, I know you have an MMA background and, but like this hybrid, like you said, all Japan style, but not a lot of people can do that. You know, um, I, a, a homicide, a, a low key, you and low key have a similar type of style. That would be something there. There's just, there's a lot of guys that have a, a great mix and funny. You say Davey Richards. I just saw a picture of him from, he was wrestling on and I didn't know. And I thought it was you because I didn't know he got all this ink and he has like the hair and it was like shot up. I was like, you two would be one hell of a tag team as well. I know, don't know if you're interested in tag teaming, but he, he has, he added all these new tats and there was just a similar muscular. He's obviously shorter, but it's just something, but he's another guy that would complement your style because you have similar styles. He's probably quicker, but you know, those type of difference make for interesting fights. And you could grow your hair. Son of a bitch, David. I had big heat with him. For years, he was bald. And yet, for someone like who's follically challenged like myself, now look at him. He's gorgeous. He's got this great head of hair. Who would have known, David? He's got better hair than you. <laughs> he does have a beautiful head of hair. Um, you know, I had a conversation with Enzo not too long ago, and he said in the time that he kind of stepped away from pro wrestling, it changed so much. He goes, you know, in like a three-year period, it changed so much. Have you noticed, like, that the world of pro wrestling has changed from the time you went into the WWE to now that you're gone from the WWE? Yeah, tremendously. I have. It's really hard for me to put my finger on what exactly it is, but it feels like a bit of a culture change. And I think I just need to spend a little bit more time in it to really understand what it is that I'm looking at and what I'm attempting to specifically identify. But uh, the work ethic is still very, very much there. I'll tell you that right now. There's, there's, there hasn't been a, a lack thereof in how much effort and enthusiasm is there for these guys on the level they're on to entertain the people that are watching. And that's really what's most important to me. I see that and I'm immediately plugged into that. That speaks to me. Just uh, so by you know, the, way, the black and gold brand doesn't exist anymore. Yes. Dave's been very upset about it. Very upset. And uh, just so you know, I know, I don't know if you're still watching. I have to watch because we, I talk about it on Wednesday. It doesn't happen anymore. So it's it's a whole new younger demo. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on that. I mean, I don't know why you would blow up something that was very, very successful and, you know, kind of brought to the main roster so many great characters and personalities. But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, by the way, I mentioned Enzo. Enzo is going up against Casey Navarro uh, this Saturday in Charlotte for, for MLW. And, like, the world is your oyster. So, like, we had Mickey James on uh, yesterday. She was a special guest host here on Busted Open. And 
when she was let go uh, by the WWE, and obviously she has a long history with the WWE, but you know she was very, very uh, emotional about it, and it took her some time to kind of get over it, but she did, and she did in a big way, and really changed her career for the better. Did you need that moment? Did you need to take a pause, or were you kind of just like, all right, here we go. Uh, this stage in my career is over, but I got all these opportunities in front of me, or did it take a little time? So right away that's where I went. I was like, I'm not going to allow myself to lose a step on behalf of the decisions of others. That was like my first immediate thing. And, uh, I was home for the first time in New York, um, in like two years with my family. So I was like probably in the best place to ever receive news like that. You're with, you know, your family, you're with Mm -hmm. your roots, you're anchored. But then I'll tell you the last two or three weeks, I started to to be as transparent as possible, but I, I started to kind of like feel, I wasn't sure how I felt about this all of a sudden, because when I started talking to fans again in person at these conventions and shows and stuff like that, people were talking about how much the content that we were creating on NXT television meant to them through probably the darkest period the world's ever seen since the forties. You know what I mean? I mean, like they, this was something that they were tuning into. They would, they were having these abysmal weeks days one after another all this stuff going on and they were just trying to get from the week they were into the next and looking forward to seeing what we were going to do next on tv people were telling us how much it meant to them and how you know they just really wanted to see this live in person and that what we were doing every week was getting them through that and to have that taken away from them and they're expressing how emotionally distraught they were about it Um, I didn't expect, I don't know, just when you have somebody in front of you pouring their heart out like that, that's not something you can really anticipate. And I started to get really pissed off about it all over again, actually. And I thought it was kind of over it, but hearing how upset other people are, like thousands of people in person at conventions and stuff, that just hits you differently. I'm not really sure what to do with that right now, but you asked, so I'll tell you, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on a different level right now being bothered by it to hear how bothered other people are by it. Well, I mean, I told you the, when I saw you at WrestlePro, you gave us weeks of conversation yep. uh, to talk about, and everybody was. You were you would literally trend usually every Monday or Tuesday. Um, NXT, we were seeing the best version of yourself. Your entrance with Scarlet, one of the greatest entrances of all time, and I put that up with Undertaker and Sandman, and, and with the music, it was just... You came out, you were presented this best representation of how you could be put out there. And then when it got changed, we were like, what the F is going on? And then there was all the behind the scenes. Listen, man, the best part about you now is you can control your own best version of yourself. Uh, You you put everything in the past, you think about it, and, and you've had... And I know I've told you this, and we were just talking about this last segment. You never realize what your body of work meant to other people. Now you're blessed to hear that. Yeah. I've literally, you know, with Scarlett yourself, think of how many times where you would mess up and you had, you know, different coaches trying to help you. This is an, an impact when you're hands on with me or then you're hands on in NXT with the great coaches are, that are there. And, but now it's, 
you're so blessed to hear this at a young age because now it's like <clears throat> you have this great fan base that wants to see you be the best version of yourself and you can be without any handcuffs, man. It, it's, and, and, and Dave, we talk about MJF's promo. This guy can cut promos. Yep. And when you give him time to think, <clears throat> you, you've said this before, there's literally dollar bills on him. Uh, that's what he should have tattooed on his body because he's pure money. Yep. And when his only weakness before NXT, but then he hit his stride in impact wrestling, people say, well, his wrestling wasn't up to par. And then, but once he hooked up more reps with a John Morrison uh, and, and having these top matches, his promos, his work, everything has been money ever since. So you just always keep, you weren't on this before. Um, today is 25 years ago, ECW invaded raw, but I also told the story of, I still have the letter where I sent the WWF a tryout and they sent me a letter saying I did not meet their specifications. And I use that letter every friggin' day to make me better. And you have fans telling you that dude, man, you're, you're, you're friggin' blessed besides you're, you know, out there making a lot of money and doing what you want to do. It's a, it's a beautiful life. 26. Just a couple of days from now, we start again. That's right. MLW, the return. Uh, Saturday, Charlotte, MLW Super Fight. Tickets available at MLWlive.com. It's also going to be a TV taping, so make sure you watch MLW Fusion every Thursday on YouTube and Saturdays on BN Sports. Dude, thank you so much for the time, as always. Uh, you've always been great to us, and you have an open door anytime to come on the show to, to promote and talk about anything you want. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tommy, for the kind word. Then I mean to skip over that. It just hit me pretty hard. I know. I'm always here for you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.